0: Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, as always, we know that the entrance of your word brings light, gives understanding to the simple. And as we share your word today, let that be our portion, that we will receive understanding, that it will bring light to our hearts and encourage us in the word of the Lord. And May the Lord bless his word and get all the glory in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, Amen. Yes, uh, Hebrews 13. Sorry, not Hebrews. Genesis 13 is our text, uh, today, but I'm also going to be reading Hebrews. <laughs> Maybe that's why Hebrews is in my mind. Um, uh, I'm going to be reading, uh, this story and uh, those of you that spoke already, you paraphrased the story for us and that's pretty good. You know, so the, uh, there's a lot of things that happen in that story before we get to this point, you know, and then we see that there was a separation. We see there was a separation, um, you know, from between Abraham and Lot, you know, when there were issues between their, you know, their groups and their servants and their flocks and families and so forth. Abraham finally said, well, you, you choose whichever way you want to go and I'll go the other way. So after that, Here's what the Lord said. I will pick up this story, Genesis 13 and verse 14. And the Lord said to Abram, now he hadn't changed his name yet at this point. After that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. Northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee, will I give it unto thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as a dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. All right, so that's our text. We see that after that, he removed his tent, came and dwelt in the Plain of Mamre, which is actually Hebron, and he built there an altar to the Lord. So what did God say to him? Look from the place, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Let me say this right away, that the topic today is Faith Horizons and you are in the house of faith. Today's hour of power. Faith horizon, let me, dis- let me just do a short definition of the horizon. Horizon is that imaginary line that you see when you're looking far. You know, if, you, if there's nothing blocking your view and you just see where it appears as if the sky touches the earth where you're standing a better view of the horizon is when you are on the beach by the ocean there's nothing blocking you just see you know you can see and then at some point it looks like there's an end to the ocean well the ocean is actually a curved surface so at that point it looks as if that's where you know the the sky meets the ocean that's the horizon um so we're talking about faith horizons today now If you're about six foot tall, I actually looked this up, I did research on it. If you're about six foot tall, you know, you can look it up yourself. It says that, you know, there's actually a formula for calculating the horizon, but I won't get into that. But if you're about six foot tall, you can probably, if you have a clear view, you probably see about less than five kilometers ahead on a clear view. You know, that's as far as the horizon would go. Um, If you're, Standing on a, a tower that's a hundred meters tall, six foot tall is about two meters. You can probably see, you know, close, almost close to 50 kilometers ahead. Now, and we all know that the line of sight gets a vantage point, you know, from height. So if, if, if I'm standing, you know, if, I, if you're six foot tall and you're standing right next to a wall that's seven or eight foot tall, you really can't see anything above that wall. There's two ways. You have to either move back to get a gradient ahead of the wall, or you find something that to, you know, take you higher than the wall. <laughs> there you can see, you know, so right away you can see where we're headed with this. You know, your vision can be blocked by things around you and your horizon can be limited to the horizon. I mean, the how far the horizon is away is actually a function of many things. You know, one of the function of course is, you know, what's obstructing your view. So let's remove that one. Let's say say you don't have a plain view, you know, is the surface, does the surface have a curvature? Let's say remove all of that. It's a function of height as well, which is the most important thing. So the higher you go, the further out the horizon seems, you know, so, and you see that, that means then that in order to see further out, you can climb higher up and then you can see further out. So I'm just laying that, you know, that, you know, That's not necessarily any kind of religious thing. That's just science. And it's just, you can check it out in Wikipedia or anywhere. You know, it's out there. You can even go out yourself and check it out. You know, what I just said is there, you know, uh, you know, so, but let's talk about how do we apply this to the text that we're reading today? Well, first thing we read in this text is this, you know, the Lord said to Abraham, from the place where you are you got to look out you know so you can't you cannot do anything let me just say this you cannot do anything unless you look further out than where you are visionaries i mean we've known in history visionaries. i mean people who have been great you know and achieved great things they were always visionaries They were always people that saw things ahead of you know, ahead of their time and they may try to achieve it. They may fail a few times, but they always saw the possibilities way out there, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, people have dreams, you know, we have dreams of, you know, what could be, you have, you know, you can think out there, you know, scripture even says that, you know, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Well, You got to be able to think it. You got to be able to ask it. You got to be able to think it. You got to be able to imagine it. You know, now, so faith horizon is similar. So here's what God's telling Abraham You know, you are limited only to your sight. That's what God's telling Abraham here. What you can see, as far as you can see, God gave him (laughs) carte blanche, if you want to call it that. God gave him a blank car say look just look out as far as your eye can see that's it anything you know if you whatever you can see as far as your eye can see i'm gonna give it to you but abraham was limited by as far as his eye could see now if he could see further then god will give it to him you know but as far as his eye could see was what god said he was going to give to him i mean And so you see that sometimes you really can't get more than that. It's as far as your eye can see. Now, but if you go higher, you may be able to see higher. I mean, if, if Abraham tried, found some kind of thing to climb and see further out, you know, maybe he would have got more, but that's all he could see. Whatever he saw, you know, was what he would get. Now, if we can see more, when we uh, go higher. What are we doing down here? (laughs) What are you doing down here when you can be up there and seeing higher? Remember the scripture says we are seated with Christ, actually seated in Christ, heavenly places, above principalities and powers. You know, above principalities and powers. You know, Hebrews chapter seven talks about Christ being made a high priest that is made so much higher than even the heavens. And he puts us there, right there in him, with him all the time. So what are you doing down here if you can be up there? And, you know, we talk about, you know, when we're having a great time in the Lord, maybe in the fellowship or whatever, we say, hey, you know, the Lord's going to come down and visit with us. Well, why does the Lord need to come down? Why can't we go up, (laughs) you know, Why, you know, why are we always down here when the Lord is up there? So that's another thought, you know, but the element of faith that we are talking about today. Now, faith is also a sense, you know, but it's not a physical sense. And uh, faith, your faith can be blocked by what your eye actually sees is what we are hearing in this, in this teaching here, you know. Abraham would believe if, I mean, I know that he was a man that believed what God told him, you know, but the extent of his faith in this case was actually being blocked by what his natural eye could see. Yeah, I mean, God didn't tell him, close your eyes now, Abraham, and just imagine the land before you. God didn't say that. <laughs> God said, open your eyes. Look from where you are and look ahead. Now, so here's another lesson to learn from this. Unless we are looking ahead, we will probably just stay in the same place where we are. Because God said, from where you are, you know, right where you are. Not yesterday. You can't go back to yesterday. God didn't tell him, Well, you know, I brought you from here and there. He told you there's other places where he told him that too. But in this case, it's not telling him where he brought him from. He's telling you where you are right now. Forget what was behind. But from where you are now, look ahead. And how far out your eye can see, that's what I can give you. Now, once you believe that, then begin to walk the length and breadth of it. That's what I will give you. So what do we find for all of that? Let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. One of my favorite verses when I talk on the subject of faith. These people that God was writing about here in the book of Hebrews, you know, there was a promise of many promises, you know, that God gave them. In a country, a place that's not built by hands. I mean, they're looking for a country whose builder is God, and so on and so forth. They're thinking they're foreigners in the earth, they're pilgrims, and they're going they're on a journey, they're going somewhere, but they haven't gotten there. But they saw the promises are far off, right? They saw, so, you know, this is the element, and I've taught it in various ways. I brought it out when I teach on my uh, faith, essentials of faith, Oracles of faith. I mean, the oracles of you know principles of God and principles of oracles of God, and so on. That there are four things that are stated in that verse. He said they saw the promises afar of off. They were persuaded. Then they embraced the promises and they began to confess them. And I've used that acronym for S P E and C to teach on faith. Specs. You got to see it afar off. That means search the scriptures. See it in the word of God. You got to be persuaded of it. That God is able to do what he promised. Then you got to embrace it for yourself. Embrace is a little bit different than being persuaded. You know. Persuaded means. I mean everybody knows that God can do everything. <laughs> Even the devil knows that. You know. But the difference, is, the difference in being embracing it is. Do you know that God can do it. For this particular thing. It's like. Your brother will rise again, Jesus said to Martha. And then Martha goes on a rant. Well, I know he will rise in the resurrection. Jesus wasn't talking about that. Right now, if you believe it, I'm right here. Forget all that futuristic stuff. I am the resurrection of the life. And right now, today, your brother will rise again. But, you know, she's thinking of something else, you know, because she didn't embrace it for the very situation. So that's the challenge that we have sometimes. we've been Most believers believe that God can do everything. You know, but when they are faced with a particular situation and Jesus said, believest thou this? Do you believe for this specific thing? So that's the embrace. Now confess, you know, of course, everybody knows that, right? So you have to change your words to match what you are believing for. You can't be saying one thing. You can't be believing one thing and saying something else. <laughs> you change your words. If you say I'm going to become the father of nations, then you change your name from Abram to Abraham, and you go about with that name change, even though you don't even have a child yet. But you go about with that name change. Now, having said all of that, what we see here in this chapter, in this Hebrews 11 and 13, is that they saw the promises of Pharaoh. Now, if they didn't see the promise of Pharaoh there probably wouldn't be anything for them to look forward to, to look for, you know. So they were looking for something, you know, they're looking for, you know, just like we are here now. We are looking for the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. You gotta be looking. Unto them that look for him, shall he appear the second time, you know, so we are, Looking for something. You got to be looking for something. You got to be seeing it afar off. Now, if you're not seeing it afar off, you're not even going to, you know, get even close, <laughs> you know, because you will still be in the place where you are, you know. And there are certain laws, you know, about yesterday, today, and the future. I'm actually going to be uh, continuing a series of teaching that i'm teaching here at our local church on the seven pillars of wisdom when i get to that point i'm gonna show the the law of yesterday today and the future you know the um you really can't be better today than you were to yesterday if you keep living in the past the choices that you make or the choices that you made today where you are today for the most part it's a reflection or a product of the choices you made before. That's yesterday. But the good news is the same law appears applies for tomorrow. That means the choices you are making today can also influence where you're going to be tomorrow. That's the same thing about, you know, you, you're gonna give your life to Christ. You know, what kind of uh you know, I mean, important things in life, you know, your career, I mean, give your life to Christ, your career, your assignment from God, you're gonna fulfill these things and so forth. Choices you're making today will determine how those things come out later on. So what that means is where you are right now, that's what God told Abraham. From where you are, you got to look out ahead of you. You can't look where you are and you can't look behind of where you were. You know, that's old news. (laughs) God said it many times, said, look, forget the former things. I make a new thing. I'm going to do a new thing, you know, so. But for this new thing, you've got to think and look ahead. you got to look ahead. Now, there are many lessons from that story. We, you know, a couple of the speakers I asked at the beginning, they've touched on this, you know. God had to separate Abraham before he could make him see this and give him this incredible promise. You know, so, but that's not my subject today. My subject today is faith horizons and your faith right now. In order for you to extend how far out your horizon line is, Think of the faith as a vantage point. You know, you got to stand up higher to be able to see farther out. You got to climb up higher to be able to see farther out. So your faith is your vantage point. Now, you got to get your, how do you get your faith to increase? You got to latch on to the word of God. You know, but when God tells you something like he told Abraham, what are you going to do? You know. What are you going to do when Eli when Elisha told the uh, king of Israel, you know, shoot your arrows? Well, how many times are you going to shoot? You can shoot three times and stop, like the man did, <laughs> you know, or you can keep shooting. You know, so you can you can look as far out as your eye can see. Your prayer today is to be, Lord, help me to rise to a higher height. So that my my eyes can see farther out. Now, when your eye can see further out, God said, "Look, whatever you can see, you know the blessing that I'm going to give to you is limited to by what you can see. You know, however, you see. It. Now, some people talk about, you know, and we know the scripture says we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. You know, and that's not contrary to this at all. But in this particular case, God is challenging. Abraham, to use your natural sight, (laughs) you know, extend your sight to believe God for something greater. If Abraham could have seen something further out, he would have got that as well. You know, so now let's read some other scriptures which may help bring in the point. In Isaiah chapter 54, God talks about, you know, what we can, what we need to do, how we need to stretch out our faith. Stretch out your faith. So Isaiah 54, I'm going to read the first uh, four verses. And it says, but where I'm really going is, you know, verses uh, two, three, and so on. But let's read the first one. Single barren. That, that is not beer. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, that that is not travel with child. So even the barren person can begin to see themselves as having children. When you can see it, God said, I can give it to you. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, said the Lord. Or maybe you are single. You can begin to see that God says, I set the solitary in families. You can begin to see that, and then he'll do it. Now, it says in verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen your coats. I mean, don't be limited by what you see right now. Believe for greater things. Well, actually, see greater things. See the future. You know, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about what God sees in us, isn't it? You know, God doesn't see us as the miserable sinners that we are or were, you know, know, God saw us through the blood that's on the cross. (laughs) You know, and even Jesus himself, the Bible say that, you know, because he saw the glory that was ahead, he endured the shame for now. You know, you have to see it. And you have to declare it. Even Jesus himself, he used that same principle. He would tell them, way before he went to the cross, destroy his body and in three days, I will raise it up, <laughs> you know, I begin to say, he begin to see himself raised up and he began to say, you know, and when he was going for that pearl of great price, the Bible said, when he was in the garden, he was praying until blood was coming out of his forehead and he had a choice, he had a choice to, you know, Back away from being separated from the father. Okay, he knew. He saw that separation from the father was coming. You know. And he was in anguish for it. And he'd never been separated from the father. But he was in anguish that he knew. He was going to be separated from the father. Because to become sin. He who was knew no sin was made sin for us. And he would be separated from the father. And he foresaw it. And even when I was on the cross, he said, If my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Well, well, God had to forsake him for that one moment. So he had a choice. But the choice was, well, nevertheless, not my will, but that. So he, he see it. And he knew what was coming. He knew the glory that was coming. He knew the purchase that he was making. He was paying the ransom, basically, to get the kingdom back. Because <laughs> the devil told, him. all these things are given to me. You know, and did you know that the devil took Jesus up on a high mountain and showed him? You know, he had to the devil himself used this, knew about this horizon thing. You know, in order for the devil to show the the Lord even an a bigger expanse, he took him up into a high mountain and then he showed him that when you go to a high mountain, your vision is even higher. I mean farther out on the horizon. So when the devil took Jesus to the high mountain, his vision was higher out, you know. But it was even like a spiritual vision because it was a moment of time. So he passed everything in in his eyes. But he saw way out and said, all these things are delivered to me, but I'll give them to you. You have a choice. You know, you just do this. But Jesus wouldn't do it. You know, so, but he began to see, he knew what he was going for. And he was going for the gold. He was going for the pearl of great price. which you and me. And Jesus, he went for it. But he had to see it ahead. He had to see it, you know. So, enlarge the place of your tent. Spear not, lengthen thy courts, and so forth. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. And that de- you, you're going to make the desolate places to be inhabited. You got to see what lies ahead. You know, in Psalms 113, verses 7 to 9, the Bible says that God even takes that beggar out of the dunghill and sets him among princes and makes him, you know, like a prince. But you got to see it. Now, if your situation right now is beggarly, you got to see the potential in, in this scripture. God can take that beggarly and change it to something beautiful. You know, you got to see it. Isaiah 54, 45 and verse 2 says, you know, God turns, makes the crooked places straight. Now, if things are crooked right now, or there are cracks in your life, and I'll be talking about cracks and things like that at our church tomorrow, uh, church service. If there are cracks or crookedness, you got to see that God is able to make that all straight. You know, there's a song that says I can see everything turning around for my good. Can you see it? Can you see? It? Can you literally see it? <laughs> you gotta see it. You know, God is able to make the crooked places straight, but can you see it? You know, Isaiah 43 and verses 18 and 19 talks about God doing a new thing. You know, not you know, not what you were yesterday, not even where you are today, but something that's way ahead. But how far can you see? How far out is your faith horizon you know to improve your horizon to to improve the distance of how far you got to see that you can see you got to climb up higher you know you got to go higher psalms 126 talks about when god turned the captivity now you may be in captivity right now you may be in a situation that's held you captive but can you see? How far out can you see? I mean, can you only see when the children of Israel were in Egypt? They could not see beyond their noses. That's all. They that's all. Every day the Egyptians pummeled them, beat them up, raped their w- wives, did everything they could. They you know they were servants, and they were slaves, and they could not see anything further than that. Well, Moses came along you know, when Moses would come along, God had to show him the future. He said, look, your future is not in Egypt. (laughs) I need those people out of there. (laughs) You know, the future is their promised land. You got to see that future. So Moses had to go back and tell them. Well, some of them did believe, some didn't believe. It was a mixed crowd. But, you know, as long as you stay where you are and you can't see out, further out in the future, nothing's going to change (laughs) you know nothing was going to change for those you know israelites and even when god took them out unfortunately many of them with many of them god was not well pleased because their hearts kept going back now god didn't tell abraham look back no god even told lot and his wife don't look back now through the angel of lord you know Lot obeyed that, but Lot's wife did not. Unfortunately, she looked back, you know, God, you know, and you saw the end of her. God doesn't want you to look back. Keep looking back. God doesn't even want you to stay where you are. Well, you can be where you are now, but you got to see ahead. Hebrews 11 said they saw ahead the promises, even though they had not received them, but they saw them ahead. You got to see ahead. You got to see the land from wherever you are. You got to see it. If you can see it, I can give it to you. <laughs> That's what God said. But you can't see it, but you can't have it. You know. But if you keep looking back, or you will not go forward, then you're not gonna have any more than you already have. You know. Same thing works with our faith. First John chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2 say, Now are we the sons of God? We already are. Behold, what manner of law God hath bestowed told upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. But it does not yet appear what we shall be like. But we know that when we shall see him, so you got to see what you can become in him. You know, forget about the, that scripture is not just talking about the translation. You know, what you can see, Romans 8 and 29, same principle you know, for whom God did foreknow, he, you know, his foreknowledge, is can see everything. So he saw ahead and those who he foreknew ahead, those are the same ones that he did predestine to become like the Christ. You know, so you got to see your future. Your future is to be like the Christ. That's Romans 8, 29. That's it. It can be anything less. You got to be exactly like the Christ. So even though you are called sons of God now, but it does not yet appear what you shall be, but we know that if you can see it, then you can become it. If you can see the nature of the Christ and you can strive towards it, God will bring you there. Or Enoch saw it. Oh yes, and God brought him into that light. Now, when we shall see him, We shall see him as he is. When you can see, then you can become. What you see, (laughs) what you can see is what you can become. When you can see it, then you can become. See, now, let's bring this home to us. Remember, we're talking about faith horizons. Spiritually, speaking it can be your horizon can limit can be the limit or the range of your perception your knowledge your understanding even your revelation and even your expectation to your horizon is that line that limits all those things you know the range of your vision is your horizon? How far out can you see? You know, and there are many of us who can't see very far out at all. You know, the reason that most people have cracks in their lives and are not doing as well for themselves is because they can't see up far out far You know, they can't see the future. All they see is today. You've heard the expression of people who live for the moment well they're not going to get anywhere they're living for the moment young people who spend their time today watching tv and doing all this stuff that doesn't amount to anything but they can't see the future they're not going to get anywhere the bright minds and the successful folks of the future they're the ones that are studying today you know and so on and so forth so when you see that future That's what you can attain. How much of the word of God can you actually see? Well, you can't see anything if you're not even reading it or studying it. So right away, we see that we must study the word. How does God speak to us today? Primarily, number one, through the word that we already have. Through the written word, that's number one. Now, of course, the Holy Spirit, he will also speak to you, but, you know, it has been said that why is God going to tell you anything when you're not even obeying the written word? Obey the written word, then God can give you the spoken word. And any spoken word must dovetail back to the written word. So if we're not studying the word, how are we going to even see what God is saying? What's ahead? Now, even if the Lord were to come to you and give you a promise, but what do you really see? Are you going to let the voice of reason? Well, there was a time actually that Abraham let the voice of reason cloud what God was seeing. The next chapter, we, I mean, we started in Genesis chapter 13. Next two chapters in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. God came to Abraham in a vision at night and said, fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. Well, you know. Abraham couldn't see that. Actually, his name was Abraham at the moment. He couldn't see that. But instead, he was struggling with, well, but I don't have a child. (laughs) But that's not what God was talking about. God already saw all that Abraham can have because God said, I will give you myself, not a reward, Not I will give you a reward, but I myself will be your reward. That means you can have everything. But he couldn't see it at that moment. You know, his vision was limited. And when God promised him, he allowed the voice of reason, came through his wife, and even in his own heart, he was reasoning, he said, look, I mean, is my servant? Is Eliezer? Is he gonna be the heir in my house? I don't have a child. This and that and so. on. But so don't worry about it. You know, I already told you. You know, if your seed, if anybody can number the sand, then then your seed can be known. I already told him. Worry about it. But he kept on saying, "Well, you know, give me a son already." So I say, "Okay, fine. I will give you a son, but you're gonna have to bring him to the altar." You know, and I don't know how. I don't know why I took Abraham that long. Maybe God was trying to tell us something for today, or perhaps he missed the point. Maybe he, if he had gotten the point of God being his reward and not just giving him something, maybe he would have gotten that something sooner. There's a lot of lessons there. Howbeit the voice of reason can come and cloud the vision that God already gave. Even in the ministry, even whatever you're doing the, the assignment that God has given you For yourself, remember three things You know What are you going to do About the choice Of whom you will serve The Lord Or something else That's a decision we got to make Which affects eternity but affects our future affects now, but also affects our future More so importantly Or more importantly so Another big decision is who are you going to marry? You know, and if you can't get that right, you're going to have a problem. Another big decision is, are you going to fulfill God's purpose for your life? You can even think of it in terms of a career. Some people say career choice, well, whatever it is. But I love, I like to think of it more as God's purpose for your life. But even of a career choice, let's even think about that for a minute. If you can't, you know, they ask kids when they are young, what would you like to be when you grow up? So the kids start to see it, you know, and if the kid ever said, well, I don't want to be anything or I don't want to grow up, then they're not going to get anywhere. But most kids, yeah, I want to be this and I want to be that and I want to be the other thing. And they start even to think about it. They start to even to act it out, you know, and so on. And so, on. so they start to dress like what they think they want to be. You know, they start to dress the part, act the part and so on. So you got to see it. Now, where are you today in whatever it is, in your journey with God, there may be some things yet. Now, and I tell you what, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in life. There is this call to you today. Look from the place where you are right now. You you've been blessed. You know your kids are doing well. Even you have grandkids. It doesn't matter. You can still be blessed. You look in the place where you are right now, and look out there as far as your eyes can see. Well, maybe it may be your, it may be for the future of your kids that you want to see. That's fine too. Maybe the future of your grandkids you want to see. Maybe your own future you want to see. Whatever it is. But you got to look out there to find your horizon. Now, your horizon may be very limited. If you're somebody of limited height, you won't be able to see very far. But as the higher you go, that's why when you, you know, when they go, when you are on the beach and the lifeguards and so forth, you know, if you are on, if you are on the beach on the ground, you can only see so far. So the lifeguards they have this little tower that's much higher up. They gotta be higher up so they can see out there in case somebody's in trouble, gonna be in trouble in the water. They, have, they can see farther out. They, the higher that thing goes, they can't build those things too high up because they gotta come down quickly. But at least they raise them up so they can see farther out. Now, so the challenge today is this you got to raise your faith. So you can see farther out. And how do you raise your faith? We've already covered it today. First, you got to understand that the element that can raise your faith is in God's word. Faith cannot be valid unless it's based on God's word. Lamentation 3 and 37. Who is it that saith and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? So, if you're just believing for something that God didn't say, I don't know. Whether you get it or you don't get it, I don't know. But if you can see it in God's promise, in his word, that's the S for the C, afar off. And you can be persuaded that God is able to do what he promised. Then you can embrace it for the situation that you are in. Don't just believe that God can do everything, but in the situation you are, you don't believe that he can do it. That's no good. Believest thou this? This? Now, we can do all of that, then you begin to do the C, which is change your language to match what you believe in. But first, you got to see it. So that's our lesson today. I wanted to keep the, this thing within this hour of power. Now, I tell you something. You know, John would write things like this. Things which we have tested and we have handled of the word of life. That's what we declare unto you. You know, Luke would write something like this. Being eyewitnesses of the same from the beginning. Well, you know, other people will say, look, even John and the rest of the apostles say, we have not followed fables, you know, but we have followed things, you know, which, I mean, these are things which we have handled of the word of life. I can say to you by the grace of God, this is not theory that I'm teaching today. This is tangible and I've experienced, I continue to experience it. When I can see something, then all of a sudden I can believe for it. And you say, well, but we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. Yeah, but this is spiritual sight. (laughs) Spiritual side is also faith When you spiritually by faith You can see the thing in the spirit Then you can believe for it That's all it is God in the beginning Everything that he called forth Was what he saw He imagined it Then he called it forth He imagined the next thing And then he called it forth He imagined the next thing after that He called it forth Finally He imagined himself. And he said, well, you know, after imagining himself, I mean, he saw that people can actually be like him. He called it forth. And he said, let us make this man in our image and likeness and they will have dominion. because they will be just like us. Talking to the son. Remember, he's the express image of God. Hebrews 1 and 3. So to be in that image It will be like the Christ Now He saw it He called it fall He saw it And he called it for, And he saw the capacity For man to rule upon the earth And he called it for. Now Well He also saw the fall And he warned them about it So You got to see it When you can see it Oh, my, my. You could believe it. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, waiting to see it before you believe that God can do it. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about you seeing out there that God already said it. And as you can stretch your eyes, whatever you can see, God said to Abraham, how far out you can see, you know, know, and God told him, walk the length and breadth. I don't know how far he walked before he stopped, (laughs) you know. But that that was the challenge. So my challenge to you from the word of the Lord today also is this. From the place where you are today, look out. Don't look back. Forget that one. Get your hand off the rewind button. Forget that. You know, a lot of people just constantly rewinding their lives and devil, you know, telling them all kinds of things. You can't change the past. Hello? News flash. <laughs> can't change the past. But you can certainly influence the future by making the right choices today one choice is to believe the word of god and to look out from where you are don't look inside don't look at the place where you are don't think about your present circumstances forget that look out from where you are you know even if you are sick lying in bed. You got to see yourself healed. It's called expectation. You got to see it. The man that kept coming in John chapter 5. For 38 years he was in that condition. But he kept coming. He could see in his mind that. If I can just get inside that water. After the angel troubles it. I will be healed. He could see it. (laughs) You know. But he wasn't quick enough. But he, he, he could see it. He just he could just see it. Because, because if he, he just could see it. All I need to do is get inside that water. I'll be healed. But of course, Jesus knowing his situation came and said, Look, today, forget about the water. Forget about the angel. I'm right here. What you see today and what you have been seeing and believing for is right here in front of you today that's right the woman said if I can just touch the hem of his garment I will be met I can see myself healed by just touching his garment she saw it oh yes, the centurion saw it he said look, I am a man under authority, I know what happens when I give a command I know what people do I know what will happen when you say it I know what's going to happen. He saw it. You don't even need to come. I can see what will happen. Because I know what happens when I speak and give command. I can see what will happen when you speak and give command. He saw it. And Jesus said, wow. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Today, if you can see it. Can you see it? Can you see your healing? Can you see that miracle for your loved one that you are believing for? Can you see... The miracle for your child or whatever situation you are believing for I and mean, you may even be single can you see your mate the book of isaiah says none shall want her mate can you see that the book of psalms says that you know god set the solitary in families whatever it is can you see a land ahead that is full of milk and honey or what do you see or maybe you see giants Maybe you see that the land is devouring itself. You have a choice of what to see. Caleb and Joshua chose to see a land that is full of milk and honey and opportunities. And they chose to arm themselves with courage to say, our God will give this land to us. Because if God be with us, those people will be bred for us and we will have them for lunch. The other people said no. We are grasshoppers in front of these people. The land will devour us. This is what are too strong for us. We can't do it. And God said, yeah, sure enough, you will not do it. But for the two of you that say you can see it and you can do it, yeah, you will see it and you will do it. So today, what's it going to be? What are you going to believe? What are you gonna see? Can you see yourself? I remember several years ago, I was hospitalized with something that kept me down. And I was believing God and I had surgery. It was 2001, physical therapist came in the room. I couldn't even walk from the bed to the door. And I said to her, come back tomorrow. I'm going to climb to the top of this building, six flat of stairs. And she said, oh, Mr. mean, just take it easy. I said, look, I can see myself on top of that building. Of course, she came back the next day, oxygen tank on all. I dragged it up those stairs. (laughs) And I got up there because I could see it. I could see it and I would not stay in the bed. I would not stay in the bed. Now, what do you see today? I'm going to pray before I release the room for comments, for other people to say, and even ask for, if you might want prayer, I believe God with you. Lord, I thank you for your word because your word brings light. In entrance of your word. The Bible says. Gives light and understanding to the simple. May our hearts catch the understanding. Catch the flame. Ignite the fire. In our hearts. From your word today. Can we see it out there? As far as your eye can see. You are limited by your vision. That's it. You can't do any better so improve your vision lord i pray that you improve our vision improve and let us lengthen our cords enlarge the place of our habitations lengthen how farther out our horizons can be in jesus name amen